Talking with Topher is sponsored by SlowdownClothing.BigCartel.com, New Hampshire Vape Gallery, and NaturalBossNH.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode 132. And it again. <laughs> playing everybody (laughs) oh it is early in the morning for me though um and for you it is october 13th so happy uh thursday everybody i hope you're enjoying your day like i said i was just having some fun with that um i just want to say thank you to all the subscribers i want to say welcome to all the new subscribers thank you so much for what you do you keep me coming back here week after week If you are new to the podcast, remember to subscribe, all right? Click, smash, stomp on that subscribe button. It's the most important thing you can do for me. It literally uh, is the one thing that helps the show out the most. So go ahead and do that. And, of course, always leave comments for the guests, for the episodes. Uh, That helps push it out into the algorithm, and it keeps my guests uh, coming uh, back and it keeps them coming okay so if you want to see more guests please be leaving comments and like those videos you know give the thumbs up all right um, of course if you want to follow me I'm on Instagram Twitter Snapchat TikTok and Facebook and if you want to get more involved with the podcast T-A-L-K-I-N Wittofer at gmail.com is the official email of the podcast and of course if you want to have your opportunity to be on Talking with Topher or get some advice or maybe you have a story that just needs to be heard. Well, it's the only place to do it is T-A-L-K-I-N Wittofer at gmail.com. All right. And with that all out of the way, let's get into this week's episode. Like I said, I am recording very early in the morning. Um, I've got a guest coming uh, tomorrow, but it won't be coming out for a couple weeks. So I've got a few things in the mix right now, putting everything together for all of you out there. Um, so I haven't really had too many things go wild this week compared to the last, you know, two weeks. 
compared to two weeks ago, this week was uh, very, very mild. Uh, everything went smooth, which is always great, but always leaves me in questions. Uh, leaves me with questions. I can't even talk this morning. I am so exhausted. I was supposed to be up at 4. I didn't get up till 5.30. Um, so other than that, that's what's... That's what's going on with me. That's like the craziest thing, you know. I got grocery shopping to do today. I've got uh, a friend to move, um, which is never fun, you know. <laughs> what is that rule? You don't ask friends to help you move or something. But, no, we're doing it, and uh, it's going to be great. I'm super pumped for her because, uh, you know, she was searching for a house, and that was absolutely impossible to find and she ended up getting an apartment of course you know it's it's just as much as a mortgage uh was a year ago um but unfortunately that price is very common and actually on the cheaper side of things which is ridiculous anything under fourteen hundred dollars for rent is crazy today but um, she just explained that that's the way it is and this is how everything's gone because of the inflation and everything else. And I was completely shocked, um, that, you know, a two bedroom costs as much a month as my entire house. So it's, it's a wild time right now to either be renting and, or, uh, buying a house, but, Man, I'm just super pumped for, you know, it took her uh, quite some time to find this and lock it down and get it in because there's just so many other people looking for the same damn thing that you're in this absolute competition, whether you're buying a house or trying to rent a place. It's just insane to find somewhere to live today, which is crazy because with all the houses being bought up, it's supposed to be a renter's market, right? So... Why is it so hard to find a place to rent? I mean, are they buying up the houses and then they're going to rent them later? It's just, I don't know. The whole thing is wild to me, but I'm just super pumped to uh, be able to help her move into her first uh, apartment. And um, uh, we got that to do today. And then, of course, there'll be other things. I'm getting ready for American Idol to come back. I mean, are we not excited for American Idol? <laughs> I know I am. I'm very excited for it. Um but, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff like that. A little bit of relaxing tonight. Um, and then, of course, I uh, got uh, jujitsu tomorrow. Um, but, you know, the one thing I wanted to get into about that is is that my uh, – I have um, – I don't know what happened. I was gripping somebody's gi, and this middle knuckle here, it, it popped. And now when I – I grip certain things. You can actually see the tendon, like, roll over the knuckle. It hurts like a son of a bitch. And I will tell you, it made the wildest pop. Um, but what I'm doing is, is I just take the index finger and the middle finger, and I tape those together, and it causes these two tendons to act as one. And then I don't um, have too much of an issue uh, with that, of course, uh, with every injury comes, um, you know, a change in my game because now I'm not capable of doing the things that I was, but, um, I like that. What I, you know, it's just, everybody always tells me, well, I can't do this because, um, you know, I'll get injured and I won't be able to do this. And it's like, Granted, I'm old, I'm washed, right? And I 
dehydrated myself when I was young. I, I drank soda. I drank alcohol like it was water. Um, I did everything in my power not to work out, not to take care of myself, uh, um, and not to um, be in optimal health when I was younger. So for me, I actually do believe that like I damaged a lot of my body that was trying to grow and strengthen and 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 I ended up retarding myself by doing all of the things that I just mentioned. And what I think is happening is is my body's just giving out today because now I'm asking way more of it. And it's like, well, you didn't start doing any of this stuff until what? Maybe eight years ago. Maybe if I want to be stretching it just a little bit, you know, with the hydration and the water and the and uh, figuring out the diet and the food. Um, so with that, you know, being said, I just, I'm like, oh my God, maybe every time, you know, I feel the tendon tightening in my arm or the, the tendon popping over the knuckle in my hand or the, the tendon in my neck that connects to my shoulder, that goes down my back, that goes around to my ribs. Maybe all of those injuries that I'm acquiring are actually injuries that were always going to happen because I never uh, took care of my body. And now they, they can't handle the amount of stress that I'm putting them under um, is my thoughts on that. Now, I might be completely off. I'm not a doctor. I have no idea. But I should have taken care of myself when I was younger because then I, I feel like I wouldn't be dealing with these issues today. Now, is there things that I can do to help this? Of course, I'm doing everything I can to try and help this. But, you know, I mean, 20-something years of not taking care of myself kind of makes me think, hey, <laughs> you might have done some damage, and now your body's kind of giving out. So whenever this happens, the shoulder, the, the hand, the arm, the elbow, uh, the hip, the foot, the ankle, I mean, broken toes, bruised ribs, with every single injury that I've gotten in jiu-jitsu, I've had to change my game, you know? I had to keep the person off my rib. I had to, I, I couldn't bridge on one side because I had a damaged ankle. So we wouldn't, we wouldn't try to go for a bridge. We would try to go for an under hook instead or do something that is, one, out of my game, and two, that my body is more capable of doing. So when people tell me I can't do this because I'm going to get injured, I feel you. I do. But at the same time, I believe we work around our injuries. And if you go to a school where injuries are very common, that may not be the place uh, for you. Um, just because of the simple fact that they might just be going too hard, you know. I know for a fact that Professional Martial Arts Academy and a lot of the other schools that I associate with um, have a very strict rule of you want to be mindful of your partner, but also your partner needs to do what they need to do to protect themselves. So that at all times, the thought of your safety and your partner's safety is always at the top of the mind so that you can keep coming back and keep training. Now, that doesn't mean things don't go wrong or accidents don't happen. Of course they do. That is just part of life. But 
for the most part, I have not had any injuries that would keep me from working um, ever. And I've had some good injuries. And so I just wanted to kind of put that out there that, you know, every injury allows me to change my game, which gets me out of my comfort zone, but also expands my mind. But also the injuries were not so severe for me, for me. Now, there have been some severe accidents even in my school over the last seven, uh, almost eight years now. But, I mean, nothing that would keep me out of work either. So I just want people to think about that as well. They're like, oh, I can't get into jujitsu. My job's too important. Or, you know, I can't, I, can't, I can't deal with getting injured all the time. And I do believe that if you uh, practice safely and you have good partners and you're in a good uh, school, I don't, I don't think that that happens as much as people say that it does. Are people more accident prone than others? Absolutely. I'm super accident prone, which is why I'm so surprised um, I don't have more injuries. But if you if you get your technique, if you work at it, and you're in a good environment, I feel like everybody has a, reason, a, a very good experience on the mats. And I will have to say that over 90% of the people uh, uh, right now rolling today in any class any school they're all uh they're all in the middle of an injury somewhere or somehow so even if you do get a little injured don't stay out of class for that go to class always put in 110 percent but just know that your 110 percent that you're putting in that day may not be the same 110 percent that you put in yesterday because now you're injured right so but always go to class be part of it um, this is something that I've had to drill into myself, you know, and unless the doctor tells me, hey, you need two weeks off, I'm going to go and I'm going to wrap up and I'm going to I'm going to do everything in my power that I can. And if I can't, that's when we tap. So I think getting hurt and still training is very important, um, period, for all of those reasons. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to bring this up, but, uh, so Manchester, New Hampshire made the news. Unfortunately, it was for Trinity high school. And if I'm getting anything wrong, go and look up the article yourself. Um, but this kid, uh, well now has been expelled from the school. Uh, there was like a superintendent or something that has now stepped down. Uh, it's a private school. I found out, I don't know much about the schools around here. I don't have any kids, so I don't care. Um, and, uh, I went to school in Derry, New Hampshire, not Manchester. So I don't know anything about these schools. Um, you know, I went to West running Brook. I went to hood, uh, uh, hood junior high and East Derry elementary. Um, and then of course I graduated from Pinkerton Academy, kind of did those out of order. So they, they made the news, right? Uh, this kid, um, I guess it was a prom or, uh, some dance, uh, uh, um, proposal. It looked like a proposal to me. I thought he was asking the girl to marry him. And I want to put a little bit of context for myself into this. Um, when I saw this, I didn't even read it correctly. So when, um, my, my wife showed it to me, we're sitting there and she's like, can you believe this? And I'm looking and I'm like, if I was black, I would pick and then I, I kind of read the rest, and I was like, wait a minute. 
what is, what word are they bleeping out? And she goes, what are you talking about? And I go, well, why are they bleeping out a word? Right? And I'm like, what is this? Why are they bleeping out a word? Um, and And she's like, are you not getting this? And I go, no, I don't get it at all. I don't understand. If he was black, what? She's like, he'd be picking cotton. And I go, oh, oh, that's not good. So then I reread it because now I'm understanding what is being said because I'm an idiot, right? And and I'll be honest with you, everybody here. I, I've, I've never been a racist person. I've never... I mean, have I, have I ever made a joke? Yeah, but usually around my my friends, right? And I'm not saying like my all my friends, even back in the day, weren't all white. Did I have a lot of black friends? No. Uh, were there a lot of Hispanic friends or Spanish friends? And no, but I had them, you know. And that's just because of the area that I grew up in, you know. Um, back in the day, um, I had a friend. That was black, and when Chris Cross first came uh, out and became popular, you know, everybody's like, jump around, and they're wearing the pants backwards, and they're wearing the hoodies, but, you know, everything was backwards, and, you know, this is early 90s, and, 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 no, was it, it was before then, um, because, yeah, 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 maybe it was very early 90s, maybe I was like 11 or 12, yeah, so 90, 92, between there. Um, but he came in, because we were all listening to Crisscross back then, and he came in with his pants backwards, and the teachers kicked him out of school. It was crazy. We were all baffled and astonished that this was happening. We didn't even think this was possible. His mom had to come and get him. She had to. Uh, it was a giant, giant thing. That never made the news. There was no social media back then. You know, so when these things happen, I'm like, I'm an idiot to it. Because I've always had friends of different colors, of different backgrounds. And I never thought anything of it. I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't see color. But you have to understand, back then, that was a very progressive thing to say. When, when we all said... Or our parents were telling us, you should never see color. People are all the same. Treat people as you would treat yourself. That was very progressive back in the early 90s. So we, you have to understand when somebody in their 40s, even early 50s, says, I don't see color. We're not coming from a place of hatred or ignorance or being blind to uh, the, the racism. We're... we're we're doing what we've always done and what our parents were trying to instill on us to get rid of racism. So when we say that and being old and washed, that's how it was for us. You know, I used to say I don't see color and it was a very progressive thing to say. But today, that is not the same, right? It's not the same. So... I read this incorrectly. My wife goes, no, stupid. This is what it is, right? Because she can call me stupid. That's fine. I can handle that. <laughs> I'm not going to ever claim to be smart. And I go, oh. Oh, okay. So I read it again. And I go, oh, shit. That's a horrible proposal. And she's like, it's for a dance. I go, I don't care. It's out of poor taste. It's horrible. 
I was like, and then who's the asshole that took the picture and was like, this is internet worthy? Like, did he take the picture and spread it around to his friends? And then his friends was like, dude, I got you. You know, or maybe it made it to somebody that doesn't like him. And they freaking put it up on Twitter and everywhere else. I think it was on Facebook at the time. It was probably already on Twitter, too. But I was like, oh, this is just in poor taste. This is a horrible uh, proposal. And to make matters worse, she should have said no. Because that would have made it funny. And so because of all that, I didn't think he should be suspended. I was like, and my wife's like, but he only got suspended for a day. And I go, I mean, it's a horrible proposal. It's really gross. But why is it that social media, again, with cancel culture, gets to dictate this kid's life? Right? Now he's expelled. I guess he's no he's no longer in the school. So now his entire life ahead of him is ruined. And granted, I don't think what he did was right. Actually, I think it was in really poor taste. It was really poorly done. And, you know, it wasn't funny or any. I, I think what would have made it funny is if she checked no. Honestly, I really do believe that. But at the same time, you know... This school, I guess, is known for being extremely racist. And you know how I feel about schools. I think they're an institution of greed. And they're an institution of stupid stupidity. Because, unfortunately, most of these schools are convincing the students that the way that they're thinking and the way that they're trying to implement all of this woke ideology is okay. And in the real world, it doesn't really work that way. Like, I don't want to know your pronouns. I want you to tell me your name. I want to have a conversation with you. I don't give a shit what your political views are or if you're having sex or if uh, you feel like you're a rabbit. I don't fucking care. So I think we're all trying to start a conversation the wrong way. And I don't understand why Twitter, which is like 1% of the population, gets to throw out all of these things and cause a person to no longer be able to work or go to school or have a job. I mean, I I post a lot of shit, and I try to make it somewhat good. I try to be mindful of what I'm putting out there. You know, I try to always get my camera angles right. I try to have a good backlighting. I, I'm not trying to make, like, a cool guy video. I don't want that. But I know I'm not making anything that's going to go viral, right? But when you make things that go viral, it can go both ways. It can be good. Or it could be terrible. I've never seen anything land in the middle. So even though I don't feel bad for this individual, for, for, for one, doing a very poor proposal, two, whoever put this up on social media, I, I really hope that you did it out of spite and you didn't do it because you thought it was a good idea and you thought this was hilarious 
because there was no comedy in it. But the whole thing really kind of bothered me because, again, social media with this cancel culture and the fact that institutions and giant corporations listen to all of you, I just think is insane today. Now, that might make me all kinds of things that I don't even know what you're calling me right now. But I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think it was too much. And why do I say all this? Well, because we're looking at a nuclear war. We're, th- we're, we're, we're at the closest time ever where nuclear missiles, even small tactical nuclear missiles, could be launched. And there's just so much going on with North Korea, Japan, Taiwan, Russia, Ukraine, Poland. Is it Poland? There's just, there's so much. There is so much going on right now in our world where something could pop off. And do you want to know what everybody in their mid-20s has told me so far? You don't actually think Putin's going to do it, do you? If that is the hope that you are hanging on to, well, then you are very, very uh, disconnected, uneducated, Going on a hope? Like, does anybody pretend that they know Putin? Can you actually be like, yeah, he'd not. Come on, he's not going to do it. What are you talking about? He just lost some major stuff. I don't know what North Korea is doing, but they keep firing over Japan, and they just recently did it without any acknowledgement. The people in Taiwan are now boarding up in their houses and bunkering down because North Korea has fired five missiles in the last three days. So if you don't think something is going to happen, I'm not saying it's inevitable, but I will say that I'm more... 80% something's going to go down, 20% we're safe. So the only reason I found this not to be that important with this poor proposal and the fact that he was racist, yeah, racism still exists. Hey, stupid, stop putting it online, right? And it's like, was that his parents that put it up? And they're just like, this is everyday life. That's a funny joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, racism feeds racism. Anger feeds anger. Addiction feeds addiction. It's, it's all the same, but it's all in different categories. Um, so, with nuclear war, the absolute worst thing that could ever happen to any of us, because if it does happen, and I'm not going off of a hope that it doesn't, I want to know it's not going to happen. I don't care about hoping. I want to know. And right now, 
I know that everybody is on fucking edge. And that is a problem. But that is so much more important today <laughs> than some poor proposal and having this kid expelled and having you know, the superintendent uh, step down and, you know, Trinity's always been racist, so this needs to stop now. And what about all the black students that feel neglected? I mean, I'm sorry, and this is going to sound very coarse, rude, but, and it's like, I understand you're paying a lot of money to go to that school. Is there not a better school? So I don't know. I feel like schools are a ripoff. They put you in debt, and when you go and get your degree, um, you're still trying to pay off that debt with the interest, and it's a nightmare. And by the time you're 60, you, you might pay off your loans and start making money. But you're 20-something, and you just got your degree. So you're talking 40 years of paying off debt? Give, give up. And don't give up. I'm sorry. Give it up, right? You, I, I truthfully do believe that you don't need to go to these top schools anymore. Um, just like you don't need, like if you were a comedian or you're an actor or you're this or that, you don't need to go on the late night shows anymore. You need to be going on the hot podcasts. You need to be getting out there on different platforms and doing other things and talking to different people because mainstream media and late night shows are dead. So I feel the same about schooling. There is so many uh, online courses that you can take today, and all of those, um, actually their credits hold up today, where when I was a kid, I mean, online schooling was an absolute joke, and none of your credits transferred. Well, that's not the same as it was when I was young. It's completely different now. So I think you should take different avenues. I think these actual structures that we put all of this into are not worth what you're paying for them today. And, I mean, they're all just greedy, and they just want more money, and, and they're not gonna, you're not going to benefit anymore from that. You know what I mean? And they're not really doing anything more for you. So I just think school should be available for everybody and it should be 100% free, and nobody should be in debt because of it. I also do believe that you shouldn't be racist today. Uh, it's kind of rude and inconsiderate, and I don't understand what your fucking mental problem is. Um, so I don't agree with what happened, and I don't agree with what's going on, but the one thing I wanted to get out was let's worry about what's really important because if nuclear war happens, racism, uh, 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 stupid proposals, uh, uh, comedians, uh, none of nothing matters. Absolutely nothing matters at that point. Nothing. So I thought this was crazy, and I took it completely differently than a couple other people I spoke with. And I thought they were a little bit too worked up about it. There was a lot of emotion behind it. And I was like, well, what about the war? And it was like a complete tone change. And then, you know, uh, there was some serious stuff going on in their life. And they weren't even close to 
as passionate about those things as they were about this kid in Trinity. And I'm like, that's, that's so wrong. Let's worry about the stuff that's really important um, because I understand that this is important. I get that. But guess what? If we get blown up, none of this matters. Slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. You're not sure how to spell it? It's right here at the bottom of the screen. Or click the link in the description below the video. And before you check out now, Put in T-O-P-H-E-R and get 10% off your purchase. I mean, what can I say? I love this website. I love their clothing, right? And now fall is here. That's right. It is October. And look at the brand new designs. We got a dagger and panther tee. We got a Frankenstein. We got the WTF crazy design. Music loving gorilla. We've got new tiki, that's right, new hats, new kids. Um, we got a new skateboard with the Bride of Frankenstein, the leggings, the space monkey. Look at all this new fall stuff. I love it. Their hats are amazing. The embroidering is tight. Every single color stays bright. Wash after wash. These are high-quality products at a great price. You can't beat it. And now you can save 10% off the purchase with promo code T-O-P-H-E-R. All right, so it doesn't get any better than this, but you got to go to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com in order to use the promo code and in order to get this amazing merchandise. Um, and they make great presents. They got sweatshirts and sweatpants for the fall so you can stay warm. They got a winter jacket for the snow that's going to be coming soon. I mean, they've just got everything. They're great products, and you can only get them here. So go to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com today. Either click the link at the bottom of the screen or type it into your web browser by using the description that's located at the bottom of this uh, uh, ad right here. And then, of course, before you check out T-O-P-H-E-R to get 10% off your purchase today. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we are open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. And feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. Are you looking for an amazing vape shop? Are you looking for a good vape shop? Are you looking for a vape shop that can actually answer your questions and has what you're looking for in stock? Well, you haven't been to New Hampshire Vape Gallery yet. That's right, because we do. I've got all the flavors, menthols. I've got devices, coils, tanks, pods, uh, all the newest devices coming out, the, the Voopoos, the Smocks. The UELs, you name it, we've got it in stock today, especially our Delta 8 selection, Delta 11s. We got CBD. Um, I mean, there isn't something that I don't have unless it's on order because we ran out of it. I'm telling you, our disposable selection is giant. Uh, whether you're looking for a rechargeable or a non-rechargeable, we've got it for you today. 
Um, so you need to come on down. You need to come on in to New Hampshire Vape Gallery and talk to the guys at the gallery because we are here to answer your questions, which, I'm sorry, is a lost art in this vape world. No one knows what they're talking about. Nobody has any advice for you behind the counter. And half of the time, those people don't even vape themselves. So come to the shop that knows their product. New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. And feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. And as always, I look forward to seeing you there. NaturalBossNH.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. You need to go to this website because you're looking for organic products to keep moisture in your skin, to keep your skin from cracking, to keep your lips from cracking. Maybe you got a stressful day and you want to melt that stress away. Yeah, they got something for that too. It's called a foot and body soak. They've also got a beard oil, which makes, you know, facial heal nice and smooth and it smells good. And then, of course, their body balm, lip balm, and salve are all great skin repair. Uh, uh, it's just amazing. I mean, these products are great, and I just wouldn't buy one. I buy all five. Yeah. Go to naturalbossnh.com today and buy all five of these products, all right? You'll be doing a great thing. You're supporting small business and buying amazing products all at the same time, and nothing feels better than that. So go to naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Go there today. Buy one or all five of these products. Let's see here. So Liver King has uh, made it. Uh, to fighter in the kid uh he was recently on shit another podcast so this guy is just making the rounds and um, i'm not gonna lie i actually like him <laughs> i didn't i didn't even think this was possible And, you know, uh, I don't know really what else to say about it is that I just find it hilarious. But after listening to him on the fighter and the kid, I was like, well, maybe he is actually doing it. And <laughs> he, he was mentioned on Joe Rogan and Rogan's like, no, no, definitely not. Definitely not uh, uh, natty at all. Uh, but whether he is or not, I really don't give a shit. He's got a really good message. Um, I'm not going to disagree with his message at all. Uh, you know, I do think you should be living an optimal life, whatever that happens to be for you. Um, I think eating raw meat is kind of off-putting for me. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do, you know, medium rare, uh, but raw meat I mean, I'm not going to go to BJ's, buy meat, and then um, eat it raw. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but he says it it's good. Should I be eating more liver? A hundred percent. Yeah, I do believe liver is a, a great, um, uh, it's, it's just packed full of shit. My dad used to cook it a lot. We used to have liver and onions when I was a kid. And my dad always made it very rubbery. So I was never a fan. But... 
I recently looked into it after, you know, kind of liking the Liver King after that Fighter and Kid podcast. And <laughs> I was like, shit, man, there is a lot of good shit in liver. Um, maybe I should try doing it again. And then there's people out there that have perfected uh, how to cook it. And you can cook it and still get the same amount of nutrients out of it. And it doesn't have to be like dad used to make, which was like rubber. You know, you cut that up and you'd be chewing on it. And I didn't like that. I'm like, man, I just want to, you know, I, I want it to be like like steak. I want to bite into it. I want it to melt in my mouth. I want it to be good. You know, I don't want to sit there and have my jaw hurt by the time I'm done, even though your jaw hurting by the time you're done is actually good for you because, you know, you're supposed to be taking like 100, maybe 300 uh, chews in a bite. And if you were to do that with every bite that you take, your jaw should be aching because none of us do it. I mean, I'm like one, two, three, done. That's not proper chewing. So our jaws should hurt after we eat because I believe we don't chew enough. So therefore, our muscles are not developed in our jaws. And uh, we could use some jaw muscles because that's why, you know, our jaws are receding. And oh, there's so many things that today's life is doing to the human body um and it's not good things it's it's really bad for us you know i'm starting to look into this oil pulling thing for my teeth um because i feel like brushing is destroying them i feel like we're doing the wrong thing i think i think it is incorrect to do what we're doing um you know i was talking to uh tyler Friday night and we were talking about the the nicotine gum and the pouches and for him the pouches is like a feeling thing he doesn't like the way they feel the fabric that they're in or whatever I he says it feels like cotton being shoved in his mouth at the dentist I I just think that's a bad experience and unfortunately if you um uh have a nicotine addiction you just got to go for what works, but he was like, you know, the gum, you got to chew it and let it sit, so it's kind of like it, but I like chewing gum, and I go, oh, then that's that's for you, right, but then he was like, I don't know if I want four, if I want six, I don't know. and I'm like, hey, hey, don't think about it, and he was, he was looking up, you know, what the nicotine does to our gums, and this and that, and he's like, it, it helps them recede, and, and I'm like, dude, do you know what else recedes your gums, do you know what else uh, does all of this to your mouth and your teeth and everything. I go, everything. I'm like, they have to put those warnings there because when they did the test, there was a slight decrease in gum or receding of gum with these. But that's anything that we put in our mouth. I, I, I beat the crap out of my mouth with a tongue ring and a labray. My gums right here, toast. I had a labray just clanking on my two uh, bottom front teeth, just destroying the gums, worn all the way down, destroyed from a labray. No one told me that was going to happen. That's why I took it out because I was like, holy shit, I can see like way too far down. I can see teeth. And that's not, that can't be good. You know, so I always, like, try to brush my gums and massage them to try them to get, but that that's gone. That's toast. And it's like, you know, he's 27. So, hey, if anything has receded your gums, it's already done it. 
So therefore, I mean, you can do everything you can in your power to try and keep that from happening. But guess what? Brushing causes it. Even brushing your gums causes it. It causes receding. But this this oil pulling thing where you take a, a, a some type of oil, I don't know. I would I would probably end up using my MCT oil. But you put like one ounce in your mouth and you swish it around for like three to five minutes, I think. I think that might be too long. Maybe it's two to three minutes. Don't quote me. Look it up. Um, but you do this in the morning instead of brushing your teeth. And it pulls all the oils, the bad oils and the bad bacteria out of your mouth. And now you're not rubbing your gums. You're not, no flossing either. But he was looking up so many things, worried about his gums, worried about this, worried about that. I told him, you need to stop worrying and stop reading and just doing. Because here's what's going to happen, right? You're trying to figure this all out, but there's nothing to figure out. I think it's very simple. And this is my method to get off his cigarettes. You need to go ultra high nicotine. It's going to help suppress the chemicals in the cigarettes. Once you've separated from the cigarettes and all you're vaping is the high nicotine, then you want to think about walking off of your nicotine. Uh, Just remember when you go from high nicotine to low nicotine, it's going to be quite a jump. Uh, There's not too many companies doing 12 milligram anymore. So you go from 24 or 25 milligrams. Sometimes we have 20 but then you're going to drop all the way down to 12 or 6. You have to be prepared for that. And every time you drop, be mindful. It's going to be a major consumption. You're going to be consuming way more juice. For sure, 100%. Yes, more coils, more juice, more everything. And it's only going to be for a little bit. Once your body stops looking for all that nicotine, it will calm down. You will level out. You have to get yourself to that point. Then from there, you got to get yourself down to three milligrams. Some people go all the way to zero and continue vaping. I personally can't do that because I'm trying to get vaping out of my life. So what I'm doing is, is I've got myself down to a three milligram and now I use six milligram pouches. Why am I using six milligram pouches? The same reason I told him he should be using six or four milligram gum Why? Because you want to be ingesting more nicotine than you do with the vape. It's the same trick we played earlier when you were trying to get off of the cigarettes, right? You overdose with nicotine to suppress the appetite for the chemicals coming from the cigarette to suppress the cigarette uh, appetite, right? Well, you're going to do the exact same thing with the pouches or gum or lozenges, whatever you choose, and you're going to want to up your nicotine because you're trying to take yourself away from the vape. So if the vape is less, then usually it becomes unenjoyable and you start putting it away because now you want the more nicotine. And then once that battle's over, right, you're on the six milligram pouches just I'm using me as an example, three milligram juice. But now all of a sudden the flip, the switch has been flipped. And now I'm using the pouches more than the vape. Well, that is the goal, right? So now once that change starts happening, you want to just use the vape less and less and less and just stay on that six. Now, yes, am I going up in nicotine? A hundred percent. But I'm also trying to beat a mental, physical addiction 
from the vape, from the batteries, from the coils, from the changing to the filling to the charging, the everything. And I'm trying to just do pouches. So you've got a lot in that to beat. So if you lower your nicotine while you're vaping low nicotine, you're going to have a harder time beating that battle. So I'm using more nicotine to show my body that we have plenty of nicotine and we don't need these vapes. But once I beat the vape, and this is the hard part, I'm still in the middle of this right now. But once I beat the vape, it'll just be pouches. And then once I've separated myself from the vape, it's literally not even thought of. That's when I will walk down on the nicotine on the pouches and I will stay at three milligram. I think it's three or four. Not sure. The pouches are set up a little bit different, but whatever the lowest nicotine I can get in pouches, that is going to be uh, what I'll be doing forever. Forever. I'm not giving up nicotine. Nicotine, just like caffeine, to one little different molecule that makes it caffeine, but both of them go in and out of your system in about three hours. So I love nicotine. I like the way it makes me feel. I like the way that it helps my brain open up, and I like everything about it. But what I don't like is the way we consume it. And the safest, best way to consume it that I have found is lozenges, gum, and pouches. They're all made with synthetic nicotine, so nothing is derived from the plant anymore. So therefore, you don't have to worry about the pouches giving you gum gum disease or cancer of the gums or anything like that. It doesn't do that anymore. That is just regular chew. All of the pouch chew, I get it. They have pouches too, but that has actual tobacco in it. Okay, that's an actual tobacco product. I am talking synthetic nicotine pouches. Much, much, much safer. Are they 100% safe? Probably not but they are a thousand times safer than any open loose tobacco or their pouch, uh, their pouches as well. Because I know Copenhagen, stuff like that, they have little pouches as well. This is where people get confused. Yes, those pouches are safer for you than the loose tobacco, but the pouches that I'm talking about are a thousand times safer than those tobacco-filled pouches. So... When you are trying to get off of your nicotine, you have to trick yourself. So you're going to go, every time you try to get to the new thing, you just want to go through the proper steps. And this is what I've been doing, and this is what's been helping me. And this is what I tell my customers. So when we were talking, and he was like, I don't know about this. Don't think about it. Do you want to get away from vaping? Do you want to quit nicotine? Take it slow. You know, he was already, like, he's in the middle of vaping. He's in the, it's starting the gum. Like, just starting it. Just got it, right? He's on his first pack of nine packs. Which, if you use the code BEN20, you'll get 20% off your purchase, all right? Ben Greenfield's got um, a Lucy... Uh, thing and I think uh, Joey does as well. Um, so he got uh, nine packs, which is ninety pieces for forty bucks, which I think broke down to two dollars and twenty five cents a piece um, for a piece of gum. Not too bad. 
But you got to take this slow. He was already like trying to figure out how to cut the gum nicotine down. And he's still vaping. Hey, hey, calm down. If you're using the gum to get away from the vape, then use the whole piece of gum. Take in that whole four milligrams because that's one milligram more than you're vaping. I think that's going to help you separate yourself from the vape faster than you cutting a piece of gum in half and only having two milligrams. I, I just, you, you need to trick yourself and you should be taking more nicotine in for the time being with the product that you want to move over to. So I'm hoping all of this makes sense. Um, um, I'm really trying to get off of the vape. I'm trying my hardest. It is very difficult to break my brain of this. I mean, I'm staring at mine right now uh, just talking to you. But, yeah, these two videos I found to be absolutely hilarious. Uh, Let me flip the switch for you. So... This is uh, uh, Jake Paul's girlfriend asked Stephen A. Smith if he's ever gotten his salad toss before, and his response has social media talking. I, I just died laughing. So here, let's let's play this. Hold on a second. Okay, so I'm gonna try this, and I do need to find out how to make a background. But I'm trying something new with my cameras and my OBS. Everybody else does it. It makes me upset that I can't do it. I got to find out borders and how to make a background for OBS. But right now, you're going to deal with a black screen. And for that, I apologize. But I'm learning. So give me time to figure it out. But check this out. Dude, okay. no bullshit, Stephen A. No bullshit, honest answer. I don't bullshit. No bullshit. I don't bullshit. Okay. Oh, shit. Do you, okay. Stephen A, eat ass? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't eat ass. That's an honest answer. I don't no? have. No, that's You've that's a God's eaten. honest answer. Never. I don't have, <laughs> have you gotten your ass eaten? Never. <laughs> that's private. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a yes. That's a yes. It's a yes. That's private. Hey, that's private. And nothing else to say. And nothing else to say. And nothing else to Oh my God! I just I died. I died when I heard that. I was like, oh, my God, this is so fucking funny. Uh, because you're right. When, when someone asks you if you're racist, you just say, no, I'm not racist. When someone asks you if you stole something, you say, no, I didn't, I didn't steal that. But if you did do it, you're like, why are you asking me this question? Do I look like a thief? What? Huh? What do you mean? No, that's private. Yeah, that's a fucking yes. You know what I mean? You can, you, if you are not guilty, or if you don't do something, you just say you don't do it. It just rolls out. No, I don't do this. It never, never is the opposite. So I agree with all of them. I died laughing when I heard this the other day, and I'm telling you right now, he gets his ass eaten, which is hilarious. Uh, And then uh, my next one, here i'll flip this again uh this is uh instagram and right now um this is a muay thai uh let's see muay thai arts muay thai underscore arts okay um this is one versus three 
this is a wild class, and I was just like, what is uh, happening here? Let me uh, do this again. I don't think this is uh, good training, but I could be wrong. So if I'm wrong, let me know in the comments, you know? Make some comments. Let me know. Uh, but I thought this was wild to watch. Like, they're just sparring. They're just sparring. It's like, why, why, why is it so crazy? Like, who does this? Look at that guy. He coming in. He's just hitting him in the head. This guy, he's, they're not even wearing any. And th that guy right there must be the coach or the professor. Um, and he keeps breaking him up. But I was just like, oh, my God, look at this. They're just going crazy. That one's not even wearing headgear. And he's getting hit in the head. He breaks him up. He's laughing. And he does it again. And so now we're back at the beginning. But I don't know. I don't know. One on three. That's a horrible situation, and I don't know how, how often you have to prepare for this. Like, if they're preparing for a Muay Thai fight, what fight are they preparing for? Because I don't think they're, I mean, unless, are there Muay Thai matches where there's one-on-three? I mean, I know in Japan they've been doing some crazy shit with one-on-three, but if you watch those, that one doesn't even make it. I mean, one-on-three? What are, what are we talking about here? You're fighting one or two of them in your eyesight. You know, you can see them. That third one could come out of nowhere and just knock you down. But I hope you enjoyed those videos. I really do. I thought those were so entertaining. Um, and I'm just so glad to uh, be able to get in another podcast uh, before my guest and, of course, that will be at the end of the month. I'm very excited for it. And uh, be on the lookout for that. So uh, with that all being said, thank you again for subscribing, uh, watching, liking, sharing, all of that that you do uh, for me and this podcast. I greatly appreciate. Um, of course, if you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe. All right? Subscribe. It's very important. It's what helps the podcast out the most and it's what keeps me coming back week after week um, if you want to get more involved with the podcast be a guest get some advice or tell your story t-a-l-k-i-n with tofer at gmail.com that's talking with tofer at gmail.com and then of course you can follow me instagram twitter snapchat tiktok and facebook again that's instagram twitter snapchat tiktok and facebook um, and I just hope everybody out there has an amazing Thursday. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Be kind to one another. All right. And, uh, as always, I will talk to you later. <laughs>